Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome. This is Dietitian Kate, and you are listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we simplify the confusing and complex world of nutrition to help you reach your greatest potential. At Nutrition Awareness, our registered dietitians believe in fueling your body, not restricting it, so you can accomplish your goals, optimize your results, and live your healthiest life without dieting. Whether you're starting a weight loss journey in the midst of a physical transformation or simply want to enhance your life with a nutritious diet, stay tuned as you will find value in today's episode. What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the very first Nutrition Awareness Podcast. Woohoo! You could say I'm a little excited about this. And hey, guys, did you like my intro? I probably recorded that darn thing half a dozen times before I finally said, screw it, this is the one. I had some background music in there to make it a little bit more snazzy. So we will see how long I settle with that intro because it's just not going to be the way I want it at this point. So hey, why not dive in? But speaking of, I want to introduce myself a little bit more formally since I didn't get a chance to on the intro. My name is Kate. I am a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist here in Central Florida. I work at Nutrition Awareness with another dietitian named Megan, who you will surely meet in an upcoming episode. We work one-on-one with people who are looking to reach some kind of physical or health goal, and we help them use nutrition to get there. Right? So whether that's weight loss or weight gain, whether they're athletes, whether they have a medical condition like diabetes or kidney disease and need some nutrition guidance, we are there to help them get their goals, reach their goals using food. And you know the reason that we started this podcast and, and what really inspired us to, to get going, it, it, two things. One thing is, A, podcasts are amazing, right? You can learn all of the time. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You don't have to set time aside to read a book or search online. You can walk your dog, drive to work, get ready in the morning. You can learn while you're doing other things. So how awesome, right? And the second thing is, we're just fed up. (laughs) I know I can't speak for Megan, but I am fed up when I am online, like on Instagram, and I'm seeing quote unquote social media influencers who, you know, maybe they've had weight loss in the past, but they're on these platforms saying, oh, I know everything about nutrition because I lost 30 pounds and here, buy my meal plan. It's uh, a template and you will blah, 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 get like me. And they're sharing nutrition information that is not research-based. It's not validated. And I'm not saying every social media influencer is doing this. I shouldn't group everybody and say that everyone else out there is putting out fake information, but a lot of people are. So it's frustrating for me. I'm over it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give back to people by making my own podcast and really talking about things that are relevant, that are science-backed, research-based, and not just spew a bunch of bullshit so you buy my meal plan online. Because guess what? One-size meal plans are a waste of your money, your time, effort. 
So my goal for the episodes are to really simplify this complex world of nutrition and diet and and make you feel like you don't and help you feel like you don't have to restrict yourself on some fad to get a result, right? I mean, diets set you up for failure. We know this, yet we are eternal optimists as humans. Don't you love us? <laughs> we want to always think this time, this time I'll lose the weight, this time I'll gain lean body mass. I will be, you know, in shape this summer. When we go on these crazy diets, they set us up for failure. Our confidence is shot. We give up. It just sucks. Like it straight out sucks. And I've been there. And my goal for this podcast, you know, I've obviously I have a several goals here, but one of the main ones, the biggest driving factor is to make you feel, make you know that you don't have to do that. You know, let's end that cycle. Let's, let's just make it easy. Let's make it simple. Let's make it sustainable. So, I want to invite you to stay tuned, listen to the podcast, definitely hit subscribe. Uh, Make sure you do that so you never miss an episode. And if you ever have any questions or if you want any certain topics addressed, please shoot me an email. My email is kait, that's kate, at orlandodietitian.com. Now, if you want to hear another goal I have for this podcast, it's to teach the world how to spell dietitian. (laughs) In this profession, there's a lot of little frustrations, right, with any kind of job. But one of the biggest ones is everyone spells dietitian with a C. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it makes more sense. But everyone take out a piece of pen and paper. This is how you spell dietitian, all right? It's D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. Yep, it's got the word tit in it. So maybe that's a little bit X-rated, but that's how you can remember it. So email me at K-A-I-T, that's Kate at Orlando Dietitian, O-R-L-A-N-D-O-D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N.com. And hey, if you could see me now, you'd be really impressed because I definitely just recited all of those letters without reading it. So I'm giving myself a pat on the back because self-love. All right, I've talked enough. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. So one of the biggest pain points I have found working with people one-on-one is everyone's desire to snack on sweets. I mean, we've all got a sweet tooth, right? And for some people, it is sweets and sugary treats and desserts. Maybe it's sugary beverages. For other people, it's processed snacks that maybe have more of a, a savory sense to them, maybe like potato chips or pretzels, something salty. But that undeniable urge to grab something and just snack on a sugary or processed simple carbohydrate. It's really hard to beat. And I have found that there are several reasons, driving reasons why people have these crazy cravings. And the goal when I work with people one-on-one is to, A, let's figure out what's causing the craving. What is that root point? Why are we constantly needing chocolate after dinner? Or what is it about that 3 to 4 p.m. slump that just makes us head to the vending machine? Or why do we rely on a sugary Starbucks drink every single morning, right? So we figure out the why. And then B, we figure out something reasonable to fix that why. So that might be either replacing the behavior, replacing the food, changing how we eat the rest of the day, changing our choices. Maybe it's our sleep stress. There's so many different reasons, right? So I'm going to go through and give you some of the seven biggest tips I have to curb sugar cravings. So listen to these tips And really think about, okay, which one is my why? What could be causing these crazy urges and these seemingly unstoppable desires just to snack? 
I have included two bonus tips that you can get on our website. That is at www.orlandodietitian.com. Remember how to spell dietitian. If you go to the website, you can sign up and be a subscriber and get this guide straight to your email. It includes two bonus guides or two bonus tips. So be sure to do that so you have some extra ammo in your back pocket. Not that you should be keeping ammo in your back pocket. You might find that sometimes I say things here that don't make any sense because I'm not very good at the English language, which is why I talk instead of write. <laughs> but just bear with me, right? At least I know about nutrition. I know my stuff there. So here it is. Tip number one to curb sugar cravings. And this is probably the biggest one, the one I want to hit hardest, is are you eating healthy fats, protein, and fiber at every single meal? So one of the biggest mistakes you can make when you're trying to lose weight and curb a sweet tooth is only eating carbohydrates. I don't care if they are the healthiest carbohydrates of all time. If you are only eating carbohydrates, especially at breakfast, you're setting yourself up for blood sugar spikes and lows. So here, take this classic scenario. I have somebody come in, they say, Kate, I eat a healthy breakfast. I always eat breakfast. I have a big bowl of oatmeal. I don't use sugar in it. I put cinnamon. I have berries on top, and then I drink a big glass of natural, fresh, squeezed, organic orange juice super healthy. And I tell them, I'm like, yes, that is a very nutritious diet. However, it's all carbohydrates, right? It's all simple sugars, things that are digested really quickly, that spike your blood sugar, give you that surge of energy. And when that spike of blood sugar goes up, it comes crashing down. And for some people, that's when that craving hits and their body is demanding quick energy. So they're saying, oh my gosh, I need chocolate, I need chips. And it's because your body wants the fastest absorbing source of energy it can get its little paws on. And that comes in sugar for most of us. So when you are planning your first meal of the day, so whether you fast or whether you eat breakfast, you need to make sure your breakfast is more complete, full of healthy fats, protein, and fiber. Those are the big three, healthy fats, protein, and fiber. This will slow down that blood sugar spike, keep your energy levels a lot steadier helps you feel full longer, okay? So an example of a really good, healthy, balanced breakfast would be some eggs with whole grain toast, some berries on the side, and scramble some some veggies in those eggs, you know, spinach, onion, something to give it even more fiber. So you can add a little bit of avocado on your toast to round it out, and bada boom, bada bing, there is your healthy complex breakfast. Now, I know that some of us work a lot. <laughs> so the idea you're rolling your eyes you're like, Kate, you think I have time to toast toast, scramble eggs with veggies and put avocado on that toast? Hell to the no, right? I get you. I get you right that that's not a luxury that most of us have, <laughs> maybe on the weekends. Uh, so you got to come up with plan B's. You got to think of things that are portable. So one of the easiest things that you can do if you eat on the road to work or if you get to your desk and have something to eat, keep things that travel easy. You know, we have a list of dietitian approved protein bars on the blog, or you can grab something like a low sugar Greek yogurt. Make sure it has the fat still in it. Okay, none of that zero fat BS. Okay, add some berries, chia seeds or slivered nuts to it. You can even grab boiled eggs and a piece of fruit. You can keep it simple. This doesn't have to be rocket science, right? Just make sure you're getting healthy fat, 
protein and fiber. And if you need help figuring out, okay, what is healthy fat? What is fiber? What is protein? We got you, right? We'll make an episode about those things later. Or you can just schedule a consult with us. We do do visual, uh, virtual consults if you are not local to the Central Florida area. You can visit our website at orlandodietitian.com and book an appointment with me or Megan. So that's tip number one. And it's, uh, you know, going into tip number two, it's very similar, right? Because we want to still mimic that balanced plate idea at every single meal, at lunch or, you know, whenever we first eat. But we got to do that with snacks too. And sometimes I tell people, let's stop calling them snacks. Let's call these mini meals. And that just helps us reframe our mind on what we should be eating. Because if we think of a snack, we might think of a Chips Ahoy snack pack, right? Or a snack as in, um, you know, bag of chips, right? No, these are mini meals and they also need to follow that healthy fat protein fiber pattern. Maybe not to such an extreme degree, but you don't want to just be eating something that's simple and not going to fuel you. This mini meal has to be something that keeps your blood sugar steady because if our blood sugars are steady, if we're giving ourselves protein and healthy fats and fibers, our blood sugars don't dramatically crash and it's that dramatic crash that triggers the cravings. So if you maybe eat a healthy breakfast, but then you kind of fall off the track, maybe at your snack later in the day, or maybe your lunch is lacking some some good nutrition, really take a step back and look at what you're eating. So a mini meal might be, you know, an apple with some nut butter. You can buy packets now that are easy to go. I mean, that Greek yogurt, a lot of things you can eat for breakfast can also translate into a mini meal or snack. Uh, You can also do a homemade trail mix without a lot of added sugar. So instead of just, you know, popcorn, M&M's, pretzels, add something like nuts and cashews, seeds, something to give it a little bit more balance and watch, watch the magic happen there. Tip number three, understanding which foods actually have sugar, right? Sometimes we eat things that we feel are very nutritious and very healthy, but when we look at the label, we are shocked. <laughs> there are so many hidden sugars in things, it's alarming, but hey, they they put the sugar in there because it makes it taste good, right? I mean, my, my favorite example are those Nature Valley bars, you know, the ones that come in the green package, they are like oats and honey, they are the ones that crumble all over you when you take a bite of them. Well, if you just look at that food product, if you just look at the bar, it doesn't look like anything special, right? You're like, oh, it's just like a grainy bar, but you bite into that thing and you're like, okay, this is really good. <laughs> Same with cereal. I mean, you might look at a, a Honey Nut Cheerio. And it doesn't look like anything special, but it tastes good because they put tons of sugar in there, right? And that sugar might come under lots of aliases and different names, but we've got to be checking the label. We've got to understand what we're eating and understanding that some things may be marketed to be healthier than they are. And that's our job as a consumer to understand that, hey, you know, it's our responsibility if we are worried about our health to check the ingredients and the nutrition facts label to know exactly what we're eating. So my first tip for you is to look at that serving size, number one. So if you get maybe a a bag of, um, I don't know, let's say, we'll just use a protein bar again. It's a good example. You get a box of protein bars, you take out the protein bar, you look at that wrapper and it says serving size one bar. Your eyes should not go to the calories first. It should go to the ingredients list first. Scan that ingredients list. Look for things that don't have lots of sugar added. So, you know, cane sugar, honey, agave. I mean, a little bit's not the end of the world, right, you guys? So then to determine what's a lot, you go and look at the nutrition facts and you go under carbohydrate and then you look at added sugars. 
So there's a difference. There's a difference between sugars and there's a difference between added sugars. Lots of foods have natural occurring sugars like yogurt products, right? So any kind of milk is going to have a natural sugar. It doesn't mean that somebody came into the dairy farm and or wherever they're processing the product and dumped a bunch of sugar in. But if they did, you would see that under the added sugars tab, which now the FDA is requiring or on the way to requiring all food products to include this added sugars tab. So look for things with very minimal added sugars. So what is counting? What's a lot of added sugars? I mean, that's a good question. It really depends on your goal. The American Heart Association recommends less than 25 grams of added sugar per day for women and less than 36 grams for men. So depending on your goals, you might be comfortable, you know, with, with hitting that number. Uh, if you're looking to lose weight and curb sugar cravings, if it's an actual issue for you, I would really recommend trying to get as low as possible, maybe close to zero. See if you can do it for one day. It's it's not easy. <laughs> it's not for the will-hearted, but it's healthy. it's healthy and it's good to just get in that habit of checking and seeing if that healthy energy bar, you know, quote unquote, healthy energy bar you're eating actually is nutritious or if it's just a candy bar in disguise. Cliff bars, I'm talking to you. I don't know if I can, <laughs> should I drop product names? Anyway, cliff bars can be great if you're actually hiking a mountain or going on a long journey that requires tons of physical strength. But if you're just sitting at a desk, you don't need something with that much sugar and carbohydrate, at least in an energy bar. So tip number four is also pretty similar to tip number three. It's avoiding those artificial sweeteners, right? And those come in diet food and drinks. These diet foods and drinks use a lot of artificial sweeteners such as aspartame and sucralose to add that sweetness without the calories. So we see that diet soda, zero calories, it's full of artificial sugars. Now, these products are often in the form of bars or supplements and they are marketed to help with weight loss as a replacement for traditional candy bars and treats, right? But studies suggest that these artificial sugars are actually linked to weight gain rather than loss and as well as an increased risk for cardiovascular conditions. The mechanism is not quite understood as to how they're linked to weight gain, though some research does suggest that artificial sugars trick our brain into thinking it's food when it's not. As a result, this can increase our appetite, trigger us to overeat later, and not get anywhere except putting lots of mysterious artificial sugars in our body. It's also true that these artificial sugars are a lot sweeter than table sugar, so you also may be you also may be kind of cultivating a sugar dependence by using these artificial sugars as sweeteners um sweetener replacements because they are they are such they're way more concentrated i mean to an insane degree so you actually might be doing more harm than good by using artificial sugars like splenda we also probably don't want to discount the effect that artificial sugars may have on our gut microbiome i'm not going to get into that because the studies are just not conclusive but hey something to keep in mind if you're going to use a zero-calorie sweetener, I would suggest using stevia or maybe monk fruit as a substitute as these are more natural. However, they are really, really sweet and can also cause that sugar dependence if you are overusing them, right? So this might be better to use when you are weaning off of a sugar dependence or if you're looking for, you know, like a protein powder or something that is more natural but you can't stand the plain taste. Okay, well, stevia is probably going to be your best bet over sucralose. Sugar alcohols can also be introduced as alternatives, although I would say if you're going to use a sugar alcohol and you're not used to them, introduce them slowly because you might get some, how do I say this nicely, digestive discomfort, uh, read bloating and farting 
if you overconsume sugar alcohols and your body ain't used to it, okay? So peep those. You can see on the back of the food label when things have added sugar alcohols. All right, tip number five, moving right along. Check your environment. Yeah, so this one is a little bit less physiological. However, it's very psychological, right? What better way to reduce how much sugar you consume than by limiting your exposure to it? And there is so many degrees of how, of how we can control this. Sometimes we can make it as easy as just not keeping it at our house or at our desk. However, there are things we can't always control, like what other people are bringing into the office or the places that we pass on our commute to work, you know, the, the stores and things like that. So what we have to do is really try to find those environmental triggers that may be causing us to have sugar cravings all the time. So if it is just keeping it in the house, uh, toss it. <laughs> Easier said than done, I know, right? Because you're worried about wasting money and blah, blah, blah. Well, then donate it. Um, something I commonly hear is, hey, what my kids, my kids love the cookies, Kate. I can't keep the sugary treats out of my house. My grandkids, blah, blah, blah. And I just say, do we really want to foster this sugar craving dependence in our kids either? I mean, if it's not there, if you don't buy it, they ain't gonna eat it, right? So just put up with their their whining, complaining, keep healthier snacks as alternatives. You know, as dietitians, we can help you brainstorm some stuff or come up with a strategy, but just don't keep it in the house, right? Like your kids don't need it, you don't need it. Why would you dump all the sugar in your kids' bodies if you don't even want it in your own body? <laughs> Makes zero sense, right? So there's lots of different healthy snacks that you can stock up on to to keep everybody at the house happy. In the office, it might be keeping other things at your desk that you can turn to as an alternative. Now, I gotta say, if you are constantly tempted by the sugary treats you see in the vending machines, you're not going to as easily say no if the snacks you're keeping at your desk aren't ones you genuinely enjoy, right? So what do I mean by that? Okay, if you have this whole new expedition to eat healthier and you really hate celery, but for some reason you stock up on celery and carrot sticks as a healthy snack at your desk, like awesome effort, maybe that'll work for a little bit, but if you genuinely do not look forward to snacking on those veggies, when you're feeling that craving coming, it's going to be really easy for you to let those things rot in the fridge and make a beeline to the Snickers bar. So keep healthy alternatives that you actually like. And, you know, if you are craving candy, protein bars with healthy dark chocolates and minimal added sugars are an easy bet. Uh, you can also keep fruit with nuts, something a little bit more wholesome. I mean, there are so many different alternatives. Make sure you just enjoy them. Um, if you are at an office and people are constantly bringing in goodies and things like that, there are some strategies you can implement to help you stay on track and not give in to all the crap that people bring. Because I know I struggle with that a lot, right? You weren't even thinking about cookies or brownies and then, you know, the sweet little lady down in accounting comes up and brings you leftover cake and all of a sudden you can't get it out of your mind, right? So annoying. Well, there are a few things you can do in A, keeping those healthy snacks around. B, remembering that it's probably not worth it. You know, two-day-old birthday cake is not worth how it's going to make you feel. Or, you know, if you have any kind of weight loss health goals, it's not going to help that either. It's probably not worth it. And B, if you're worried about, or C, I can't keep track. See, remember I told you I'm not good with words? If you are worried about hurting her feelings and you don't want to say no to the goodies that she's bringing to you, kindly take a piece walk to your desk and throw it away when she's not looking. Yeah, I learned that one from a client. I thought it was brilliant. Or simply say, oh yeah, I'd love to have a piece after lunch. I I just ate and I'm kind of full, so I'm going to put it off and then 
don't go get another piece, <laughs> right? You gotta, you gotta practice a little bit of discipline there, but being prepared and ready with backups makes it a lot easier. All right, tip number six. All right, this is a big one, guys. Stress less. Yeah, in response to stress, whether it's physical or mental stress, your adrenal glands release cortisol into your blood. So cortisol is that stress hormone. And with cortisol comes a flood of glucose. So glucose is basically sugar in our blood. And that supplies our body with energy to either fight our stress or run away from it. So this was really beneficial from an evolutionary standpoint, right? When we actually needed the energy to run away or fight from physical threat. These instances were short and uncommon. And now they're not short and they're not uncommon, right? We are constantly under stress, sitting in traffic, worrying about bills, worrying about family things, preparing for big work presentations. We can't physically fight or flee from these everyday happenings, but our bodies still register them as stress. So cortisol and glucose are spiking in our blood. And not only does this promote weight gain, but as we learned in the first tip, that dramatic rise in blood sugar causes the dramatic drop. And as a result, we crave more sugar to normalize these levels. Oh, right. It's a vicious cycle. Super annoying. So thanks a lot, body. <laughs> I wish that my body knew that I was not stressed in traffic. Well, I was stressed in traffic, but I don't need that glucose for energy because I'm just sitting on my keister, right? And guess what else? The, the good news continues that cortisol can also cause inflammation. Inflammation triggers more cortisol to be released. And then that cycle goes on and on and on. <sighs> It seems hopeless, right? But it's not. You got to manage those external stressors with your diet and lifestyle. It can really reduce the internal inflammation and aid in your weight loss. There are lots of different things you can do in your diet to help relieve inflammation. So not eating things that cause an inflammatory response to which, you know, will cause more cortisol to be secreted. So not eating processed oils, snacks, and those things we commonly find in the foods we turn to when we are having sugar cravings. You can also incorporate anti-inflammatory foods in your diet. So probiotics, omega-3s, foods that are rich in omega-3 fatty acids include fatty fish like salmon, mackerel. You can also do ground flaxseed, chia seeds. Walnuts are an amazing source of omega-3s. Also eating tons of fiber, fruits and veggies, people. Wash them, eat them, live them, love them, all right? You can never get enough veggies. If you ever have someone telling you to limit your veggies, discount them because they're a moron. And I'm going to say that with confidence. Okay, well, there are certain instances I can already see it now. But I have an allergy to this and I can't have FODMAPs. Okay, fine. You're the exception, not the rule. But eat your veggies. It really helps limit that inflammation in your gut. And here is my last tip. All right, this is where I turn into Counselor Kate. Identify those inner triggers that make you want sugar. So if you feel like everything, your environment's great, you are eating a healthy, balanced breakfast, you are not very stressed at all, and you plan healthy snacks, but you're still craving things, well, we got to start looking inward, right? Go within beneath the surface. All right, I promise I won't get too woo-woo here, but I'm going to get just, just a little bit woo-woo, maybe like 15% woo-woo. I don't know. Just let it happen, all right? Let's just let it be. So think about, do you eat these sugary, unhealthy treats when you are anxious, bored, lonely, sad? Or do you feel pressured by friends and family and coworkers to indulge in treats when you're trying to limit the junk food? So is it that outside pressure? 
Or maybe your sugar cravings are a byproduct of that restrict and binge cycle. Ugh. So if you are restricting yourself all day because you have that mentality of eat less, uh, lose more, then you come home and maybe you do it for a few days, but then you come home one day and all hell breaks loose in the kitchen. You're literally just putting in your mouth anything you can find, like wadding up slices of bread and then reaching in the oatmeal canister, just eating raw oats. Like if you are restricting yourself and then binging on simple sugars, that's a problem. That's not healthy. Or do you ever find yourself thinking, oh, better finish off this uh, pun ice cream here so I can start my diet tomorrow without temptation. Uh, you got to break this cycle. And there is not one single podcast that can do that for you. That's when I say you got to work with a dietitian. I would love to be the dietitian that helps you break this cycle. You can email me at kate at orlandodietitian.com or visit the website and book a consult with Megan and I so we can really help you figure out, okay, why do you keep going for these sugary cravings? Why are you restricting and binging? Let's fix that. Let's stop it for good. Uh, You know, another thing you could be could be experiencing are those habitual snacking habits, right? So that's kind of, uh, what's the word there? Habitual habit, (laughs) a little bit redundant there, but you you catch my drift, right? So if you just come home and you have this habit of setting your keys on the counter and making a beeline to the kitchen and just kind of popping in whatever you, you see while you plan what to make for dinner and you're just kind of snacking here and there, okay, let's break that habit. Let's identify the habit, break it, either stop it or replace it with something else. Or do you always eat chocolate after lunch because you always have and it's just something you do because there's chocolate on Kathy's desk and you're like, oh, well, I guess I get my afternoon chocolate because I always have. Well, stop. (laughs) I mean, why? Like, there's no point. I mean, if you are actually struggling with sugar cravings and you're struggling to lose weight, really find those minute things and try to nix them. See where your habits are coming from. So I would say you want to really, really practice awareness next time you feel a craving coming on. So here's where I get that little woo-woo-ness, right? When you feel a craving, take a step back and say, what are you feeling right now? Who are you with? Where are you? Are you actually hungry? Is it almost, my ladies, that time of the month? Take five deep breaths and reevaluate what you truly want or if you really need that treat. Also, if you want to be extra zealous, keep a log of when you are craving sugar and junk food. Write down all of these feelings, you know, okay, if you feel like you're having a sugar craving, note what time of day it is, if you're bored, if you're hungry, and then go back and look for patterns. I mean, this works for a lot of people. And then you can really take this to your dietitian and work to overcome these triggers by finding a replacement behavior that positively influences your health. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's my seven tips for sugar cravings. I'm really excited to launch this first podcast, and I would love to start serving you guys in so many ways with this platform. I'm just really hoping that you guys can send me some questions or requests that I can address here. I know we've got some things planned, so feel free to shoot me an email at kate, K-A-I-T, at orlandodietitian.com with your questions. You can also catch us on Instagram and DM us any other requests. So you can follow Nutrition Awareness on Instagram at nutrition.awareness. Did I say Instagram? That's Instagram. So it's at nutrition.awareness. And you can follow my personal Instagram page at dietitiankate. Remember, it's spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N-K-A-I-T. So at dietitiankate. And I will look forward to hearing from all of your requests, questions, and I will be sure to address them on upcoming episodes. Also, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. And hey, I'm asking as a friend, will you share this podcast? Will you do that for me? 
Will you share this podcast with friends or family or anybody else that you feel like would really want to know more about nutrition and health and learning it from a dietitian? You guys are awesome. I can't wait to hear your feedback and start sharing more quick nutrition tips with you. Have an awesome day.